This is episode 143 of the Fearless Launching Show. Today, we're going to dig into a topic I get asked about a lot, and that's which online course builder or course plugin should I choose to house my online course? Let's dig in. I'll see you inside. Hi, I'm Ann Samoylov, and I've helped some of the biggest online entrepreneurs and business owners have successful six and seven figure product launches. By working in the trenches offline to produce movies, TV shows, video games, I've discovered so many different ways to launch creative ideas. And the question is, do you have to copy what your guru says in order to have a successful launch? Do you have to use their done-for-you system in order to have success, in order to achieve your goals in business? I say no. This is the Fearless Launching Show featuring myself and an ongoing cast of characters, friends who join me in discussing business, launching, life, and balancing it all and having an amazing time doing it. Let's get into today's episode. Hey, thanks for joining me today. We are going to dig in, not we, I'm going to dig in because there's no one here except me and my cat. Um, But we are going to dig in today, me and my cat, we're going to talk about online course builders. And if you look at the show notes for this episode, that's where you're going to see some comparison of the various companies that offer this service. They're web applications. Some of them are plugins for WordPress. Some of them are just full-on platforms where you can upload your course and basically have a members area right away. But we're really going to talk about what goes into choosing an online course builder because I've seen a lot of fearless launchers come back. And honestly, they've been the ones who gave me the information about what was working and what did not work. So first, before we get into those questions, though, let's talk a little bit about why you'd even want an online course builder. Why would you want a very easy? And now we're we're actually talking about ones that are very done for you, very pick a file, upload it, write a little text, because online courses and members areas, if you've got an online program, they can be achieved in many different ways. You can use a plugin like Wishlist Member, which is what I've used for years. You can use other, there are other WordPress plugins that also work really well, do the job well, and they're just plugins that protect your content. So when you're selling online programs, this is important because obviously you don't want to have public content. Why would someone pay for something they can just literally surf on Google for and find, right? So the online course builder is another, it's kind of, I don't want to know if I want to call it an advance in online course creation, but it definitely makes it a lot easier because if you've ever launched a program, a product before online, whether it was a members area, whether it was just one page, like a shop, you wanted to protect content within your shop, maybe people download things. The easier that process can be, the less, the least amount of tech stuff you have to jump through, the better. I recently walked a friend through setting up her first wishlist member site, and I had forgotten how it's not as intuitive straight out of the box. I had just gotten used to it over the years. They have really great 
videos and tutorials and things like that. And so, and she's really smart too. She's very clued into tech stuff and can figure things out. But we were even both stumped on some different things that were happening within the plugin. So in walk these amazing platforms, which really make it very easy to just focus on your content and not be so worried about the tech aspect of it. Some of these services offer, they, they even have sales page templates. You could sell it. You can process payment. You can have affiliates. There are tons of interesting features in all of these. Now, I'll tell you that I, what, like I said, I was using Wishlist Member. I still do have my old Fearless Launching site on Wishlist Member because there are some members of our solo version of Fearless Launching that are still there, but we're moving them, so... If you're listening and you're in solo, you're going to get a new home very soon. But I moved Fearless Launching and all of my kind of stuff, all of my course stuff into, well, I didn't actually move it. I just started to protect the content and deliver it through Access Ally, which is another great plugin. And I I chose Access Ally because it connects with in uh, Infusionsoft and WordPress. So those are the two things that I needed. Now they've got some additional uh, additional parts to um, the mem- my membership and my purchase. It's not just protecting the content for my customers, but it's also going to be very useful for creating a one hub where I can put all of my all of my downloadable resources and and webinars and different things like that. It's going to be a great home for my promotional partners so that they can just easily grab a resources they need, swipe files, social media, all of that. So I chose another really robust system that works with my Infusionsoft. That was my main kind of reason for getting it. Also, I just really loved how Ambition Ally, if you go to their site, and even if you're, I think if you're a member of Natalie Lussier's anything that she has, even if you've downloaded her 30 days list building challenge, if you have that, then you are able to see what I'm the kind of thing that I'm creating, where there's one place where you can put free and paid items that you might have. It's kind of a shop without the buy now kind of functionality, but you can buy through the system. It just doesn't look like a shop. So that's what I'm using. But over the past couple of years, I have been trying some other course builders just so that I'm up on what's working, what's not, what do I like, what do I not like. And of course, some of those that have topped the list have been Teachable, Thinkific, Ruzuku. Um, I had even a meeting with the, the creator or the owner I don't even know what his title is, of Rizuku, and they're a great group of people. I highly recommend just getting to know them and checking out. They have like a, they have a few free courses so you can actually see what it's like to use Rizuku as a user, which I think is really important. It's one of the questions that we'll get into in just a few minutes. But I went through my own process of looking at Teachable. I looked at Teachable because I saw 
Think Creative Collective on there. I saw Melissa Griffin, love her stuff. And I started seeing this whole group of people all of a sudden crop up on Teachable. Um, that led me over to Thinkific, which I think I got over to Thinkific through Amy Porterfield. I think she recommended him, um, their, their company in another, in a course that I was in. And so I've been trying out all these different things. I've gone through courses using Thinkific and actually all the three that I just mentioned. We're also going to have a few, if you go over to ansonwillow.com forward slash 143, you should be able to check out all of the other ones that we found. We, we tried to, we, me and my team, we tried to pull together some resources so it would be easy for you to just take a quick peek at some of the different main learning platforms that we found. Um, and so you could compare and contrast those for yourself. But for me, the the ones that have worked the best so far, I'll just I'll just kind of give you the spoiler here, are the ones that are very small, like my smaller products, I can easily put on there because they don't take any time to upload. And if I needed to close any of those accounts, I can do that easily. I'm not losing a ton of time or energy that I may have put in. And Fearless Launching just has a lot of layers to it. So I don't think that I will ever put that in one of those systems, but we'll see. We shall see. Maybe it'll be something we do behind the scenes, we test, and then if we love it, we will uh, share it with you all. So let's dive in though, because some of the questions that I asked going into deciding if I wanted to move Fearless Launching to one of these or what I was going to use it for myself, I think that these are going to be helpful questions for you. So and there are questions really that I ask about most tech that I'm considering, anything new that I'm considering in my business, as far as systems, tools, that kind of thing. So my main number one thing that I always ask is, what's my exit strategy going to be? Like, if I don't like this product and I put a lot of time into it, how easy is it going to be to get my stuff out? Now, I've got some I've got some memberships with things that I'm like, wow, if I wanted to leave, this ain't going to be easy. And I'm thinking about Infusionsoft because <laughs> if I ever wanted to really make a break from Infusionsoft, I think I would be really bummed out by that process. Though I have been the uh, woman who I'm trying to get on the podcast, her name is Alexis uh, over at ConvertKit, has told me that you know, I have enough people that they would do the move for me. So I guess, whatever, maybe that maybe I'll decide to do that at some point. But there's something in the ease of using Infusionsoft that I like, because I just know it. It's like sometimes the devil you don't know, seems like it's going to be better, easier, faster, whatever. But I'm just staying where I am for right now. But I'm always thinking, what's that exit strategy? For instance, in these course builders, can you export everything easily? I know that if I wanted to move themes, it's easy for me to move themes for WordPress. So that's why it didn't feel like a huge risk to get Access Ally. If I decide I don't want it, no big deal. I'll just go back to protecting it with wishlist member. Simple as that. Or I'll use Course Cats or Zippy Courses, one of the other courses created by Zippy Courses, Derek Halpern, and Course Cats, David Simon Garland. So I'm always thinking, what's that exit strategy? Of course, companies don't want to make it 
easy for you to leave, but I think that would be an amazing feature. If someone told me that I could back up, export all the data and have it be usable, I would be very excited about that for any of these systems because that's really my number one thought, honestly. So the second question I like to ask is, is there a way for me to test it fully functionally, maybe through a launch even with little downtime, no learning curve? Can I, is there a way for me to see the main features? And, you know, because I've done this in the past where I'll get a a demo. Let's say I remember back in the day when I was trying out GoToWebinar and I checked it out for a month, the month I was launching. And then, of course, I decided to keep it going. But I figured, you know, I can cancel it after the class is done if I really don't like it. So it doesn't feel like that big of a commitment. It's not the money. It was the commitment to using the platform. For instance, from... Recently, there was a woman in Fearless Launching who had used Teachable, but not whatever level doesn't doesn't have analytics is the one that she was using. And I thought, wow, that is a bummer because who wants to launch without knowing numbers of people hitting the page? Now, I'm sure there's a there's a way to track those pages inside Google, your analytics account and all of that. But I like to see their analytics. I like to see that. I think analytics are important. I think that should be included in the demo or the trial, whatever it is that someone is using. And to that end, number three is, does it integrate with your current tool set? Does it integrate with your payment processor? Or are you going to have to switch to their payment processor to really make it worthwhile? Does it does it connect with your email marketing provider? Or are they going to require you to send messages through their platform? These are really important things to me. Does it connect with Dropbox and some of the main tools that are out there? Most most things that I've used, most um, different types of platforms that do different types of things. I'm thinking of CoSchedule and I'm, I'm thinking of Planoly. That's like a site that allows you to schedule Instagram images. Those all connect with my Google Drive, with my Dropbox, and that makes me happy. So how does it integrate with your current tools? Look, make sure to check. And, you know, maybe it replaces some of your tools, but know that and know, understand if those are going to cause you any extra delays. Um, Of course, I got to say this right now, that if you're planning on choosing and changing wherever your site, wherever your course or your program or your members area is housed, do this way in advance of the actual launch even, because you want to leave plenty of time to test it. Also leave everything in its current home until you can confirm that everything is working perfectly, or at least mostly perfectly. Okay, so back to the questions. Question number four, can you use it partially? And I say this because is there a way so that you can use your own, for for instance, this is actually a question I don't know about some of these sites. Do you have to use their sales page element so that it'll, or do you have to use their sales page, their payment processor to, to get people into your members area or your product? I would assume not, but you never know. You might be required to at least have that page, even if you're sending traffic from another place, like an, like a standalone sales page. And 
the number five question. So can you use it partially? I know that seems like a weird question, but I often don't want to use it all-inclusive. I don't want the all-inclusive experience because most systems like this that say they can do everything, even like a Kajabi or easy webinar, which was not easy. Um, It's fine, but it's not easy. But some of these companies that claim to do like all the things, they actually don't do all the things well. So make sure you know what you can and and must use it for and with, and just be really aware of it. Um, This is why giving yourself plenty of time to test it is important. Question number five, what's your end game here? What? How do you want your products to be available? Are they always available? Are you launching them one or two times during the year? Are you? Do you want to make your free things available here? Do you have one-off small workshops where you just want to put those on the area on the site? You don't have to put all of your products in one place. You could decide, you know what? I've got these plan with me workshops. I've got my launch toolkit. That's me, of course. I might put those there on Thinkific or Teachable. I might try these little different platforms out. It, it requires not a lot of effort and I can just pop them on there, see if I like them. Do you want a dashboard? Do you want a place where everything can be seen that you offer? That's really important. And, you know, to this end, can you test? Do you have a smaller product that you can test it with first and really test the entire process? How does it fit in? Is it going to require you to rewrite emails and reconfigure how your tools are laid out together or how they're connected? You really want to try to like double check that whatever process you've got set up now, especially if it's working, won't be broken (laughs) by switching to this fancy new thing or this cute new thing. Now, I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea to use a course builder, but I do want to caution you because your stuff is now on someone else's server. And I guess I could say the same thing about my lead pages account that all of my landing pages are on someone else's server, kind of, not all of them. But the reason why that's important to know is and be okay with and be okay with the company. And that's actually, there's another kind of layer of how I look at some of these um, course builders is I'm looking at their reputation. I'm looking at how flexible and how, how much they're committed to educating their customers and to their soon-to-be customers. The reputation piece is big, and I honestly did a little digging around with a bunch of different people, some some people who are huge fans, some people who are questioners, and I discovered that there's one company that, you know, maybe it's not as great as they want to make themselves out to be, and there are some um, still clunky features and you know, potentially not so good features that need to be gotten rid of. <laughs> I'm not going to out any companies here because I, I think there's all there's value in all of them. And if one works for you, then great. Um, the other thing to look at reg- regarding reputation is looking at their longevity. Look at their business. Look, I mean, this is something too that I'm kind of doing when I'm looking at my payment processors again. And I'm thinking... There's one that I'm just not sure that I'm fully signed on to use anymore. I feel like we're done. I feel like I'm done because I don't really feel like it's necessary. And it's just an extra expense that the business 
doesn't really need. But look at longevity and reputation and ask yourself, what would happen if they decided to shut down? What would happen to your stuff? So this is why that exit strategy question is really important because you want to be able to back up your stuff on a regular basis, especially if you're adding to a members area. You know, it might work really great for someone who has a huge audience, who maybe has has that backup feature that you might not um, if you're just starting out. So make sure you know these things. Also, I look at little things like for reputation, I look at their online presence. I look what kind of stuff they're sharing. And I know this seems weird, but like I look at the team culture. I look at how happy the members of the team are and how they talk about their competitors. I look at that stuff. So if I see someone who's like full on bashing another competitor, I'm like, wow, that's sketchy. And that's not really a great way to get, you know, to grow a community by bashing another community. And again, I'm not going to point anybody out, but I have noticed some, uh, there's been a few times I've seen unsavory, competitive um, back and forth between companies thinking, wow, that's actually not doing either of you any good. So that's it, guys. I just want you, I wanted to kind of talk about this a little bit. There are more resources, like I said, like a lot of resources over at ansomolab.com forward slash 143. Go check those out. That's where you can kind of get as many articles and downloads and, and the information you need to maybe make your decision if you're going to go with a course builder, a plugin. If you're going to stick with what you have and hopefully you can ask yourself some of these same questions so that your your content, the most important thing is your content is protected and remains yours and remains accessible to you and and that you don't lose it. So think about these questions I've asked here because they might be your saving grace. They might be the thing that allows you to create something amazing really quickly that you won't have to worry about billing and dealing with like payment processors. Maybe one of these companies is a one-stop shop for you. They are working for some people. They're working for a lot of people. And I think, you know, they're a great option, especially if you're just starting out. So check some of them out. Again, I'm not going to name a ton more here. Head over to the blog. And if you are not subscribed to this podcast, make sure to go ahead and subscribe so you're the first to receive them. Sometimes I like to post my blog post about a podcast a week later. So if you don't want to wait for the episodes, make sure you're subscribed so you get them delivered to your podcast app ASAP. And I will talk to you guys next week. Have a great one and let me know what you create and where you create it. Take care. Bye-bye.